We're having a good time, heading dusty, heading dusty, yeah. You're gonna feel all right with heading dusty, heading dusty, yeah. If you need some laughs, if you need some cries, you're ready for the best time of your life. Just listen to the soak it in. You're gonna feel just fine. We're having a good time, having a good time, having a good time. All right, welcome to the We're Having a Good Time podcast. My name is Dusty Slay, and I'm having a good time. I'm out in um, Houston, Texas right now. I'm recording on a different thing that I normally record on. I'm remote. I'm normally at my house. I'm a, I'm remote, and I've had a hard time getting this together. I have a, a new thing, and... And, and you can, it's a, a Zoom H4N, very fancy, and you can plug a microphone into it. So I brought a microphone with me that I plugged in, and then that microphone wouldn't work. So I Ubered over to, because I don't have a car with me, I Ubered over to Best Buy. Best Buy doesn't have any regular microphones. And then I was like, well, I need to just get batteries for the Zoom. And he told me that it takes AAA batteries. So I bought AAA batteries, came back. And uh, it takes double A. So then I walked to a place that got double A's. And it's been a real hassle. Um, uh, the Best Buy continues to be the worst possible place that you can get anything. I don't know. I don't know what their business model is. It's like their business model is uh, we don't want to have anything that you actually need. That's what it's always been for me. I don't know how they don't have any regular microphones. I mean, they have karaoke machines in there. They have, I, 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 I'm like, I'm so frustrated by it. But it doesn't matter. While I was there, I went over to a grocery store here in Houston called the HEB. And what a fancy grocery store that is. I loved it. It's like a, it's like a giant Kroger or Harris Teeter, but with a Whole Foods inside. It's amazing. It, they've got everything that you could want. I had a great time in there. I love Texas. And uh, I've had a great, I mean, the last few weekends have really been great. I mean, Chicago, Raleigh, I've done five shows here in Houston. I have one more tonight. Uh, hopefully, I'll have this edited by the time I leave out. But I have one more tonight. My my scheduling for my podcast has been a little off because I got a, a lot of traveling that I'm doing. And uh, But I'm excited to be doing this one. I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to start off with a little food on the road. I said food on the road. Food on the road. Last week I was in Raleigh, and uh, I'll just say where I've been. Uh, since I've been here last, I've been to Columbia and Raleigh, and then now I'm in Houston. I'll talk a little bit more about those later. I don't want to do that right at the top anymore, but... Um, Food on the road. While I was in Raleigh, a uh, friend Larry Weaver took me out to a place called the Angus Barn because I'm back on meat. And I was at the Angus Barn and uh, I had a steak, I had a ribeye. Ribeye is my favorite. I said one time that I liked a sirloin, I think, but I don't know why I said that. Uh, everybody gets, everybody seems to just fall over themselves about a filet mignon, but. I'm like, no, give me a ribeye. Give me a little fat in there. Give me a little meatiness. I mean, I'm all about it. And uh, I may be buying a house. I'm working on buying a house. And if I buy a house, I'm going to get a grill. And then I'm going to be cooking up steaks. And I may invite you over. Uh, not everyone, but some people. And I don't know if you can hear what's going on outside, but I'm in a pretty nice hotel here. They got me in a pretty fancy place here in Houston. And uh, there's a Lamborghini show going on outside the hotel i'm on the eighth floor but you can hear them just revving up their engines over and over again out there i don't know what they're doing i don't understand it people are out there taking pictures i, I don't get it i mean you know what i think it'd be cool if i owned a lamborghini but just to go out and look at other people's lamborghinis i'm not into it i mean like, hey, look at these people that have these great cars. Yeah, I drive a Camry, you know? I'm fine with the Camry. In fact, if I had the money to buy a Lamborghini, I would buy a truck and then do something else fun with the rest of the money because who needs it? You know what I mean? All right, so I went to the Angus Barn. What a great place. 
the food was great. The owner recognized me from doing comedy. I took pictures with people. They said they're going to put me on their wall of fame. Uh, the Angus Barn was a lot like Hyman Seafood and a lot like Loveless Cafe in Nashville. Hyman's in Charleston, South Carolina, and Loveless Cafe in Nashville, both great places. And they have, you know, they're 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 like become famous for being restaurants. And I loved it. And I had great food, me and Larry Weaver and my friend Matt Price and uh, Tyler Wood all went there and had food. Larry treated us. Uh, which was very nice of him. And then we took a tour of the place and went down into the wine cellar. And you can see all about this place. I have a new video on YouTube. I don't know if you follow me on YouTube, but I have a YouTube channel, a lot of great videos, and I do an on-the-road video where I'll, you know, just kind of document my travels. And they're on the road again. Hen and Dusty are on the road again. Telling super funny jokes to all their friends And and I still on the road again Yeah. This latest one is the best one. Matt Price came with me. Matt Price, who does the intro songs for me and a lot of the bumpers, um, or all the bumpers, he had bought a great camera, and he was like, I want to go, I want to film some stuff. And so he went with me, and we filmed, and it was a really great trip. And on the way back, we hit a place called Phil's Barbecue, and I had some beef brisket, and you could see a little bit of Phil's barbecue. It was in Black Mountain, North Carolina, and it was great. So if you're passing through around Asheville, that's where Black Mountain's at. I recommend stopping there. I recommend the Angus Barn and Black Mountain. Delicious food. I'm back on meat. And and if you're eating, do this. If you're eating meat, ha- hashtag back on meat. Use hashtag back on meat. And then you can tag me in it. We'll get that going. Let's get that hashtag going. Back on meat. Tag me in it, though. Give me credit. I'm trying to be famous over the back on meat hashtag. And then today in um, Houston, I went to the HEB grocery store, but I also went um, to a place called Good Company Barbecue. And I had some beef brisket there. Very good. You are what you are. What I want to talk about, though, is recently I've been really up in my game on my Twitter. You know, I've been I got I got verified on all my social media uh, because I'm, you know, I'm very famous and I wanted my Twitter was what was lacking the most. I didn't have a good Twitter presence. So I decided that I was just going to start tweeting. So I went through all my old notebooks and I just started digging around in there and notes that I had been taking forever, failed jokes. And I just plugged them all into my draft folder on Twitter. Now I have so many tweets just ready to pump out. And I've been doing like one a day, sometimes two. And my tweet about the Waffle House ended up getting... Uh, 126 retweets and 1.7 likes. No, yeah, 1.7 thousand likes. Now, to a lot of comedians, especially famous ones, they get that kind of action on tweets where they're like, hey, I went to the bathroom today, you know. So it's not unusual to get that many. People get many, many more than that. But for me, that's my best tweet ever. And I'm very excited about it. And this is what the tweet says. It says, I took my northern friend to Waffle House for the first time. We walk in and I ask our waitress how she's doing. And she says, I'm tired and I could use a cigarette, but people keep coming in here. It was the perfect Waffle House experience. And so then I asked people to please share their favorite Waffle House experience. And uh, I shared it on Twitter, which is at Dusty Slay, and then Instagram, which is also at Dusty Slay, and then Facebook, my fan page. I shared it all there, and um, because I wanted to get these responses, because um, the 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 full story of that is, I used to work for a company. I sold pesticides, and one of my competitors, he worked. I worked for a company called Spectricide, and he worked for the company Central Pet, is what it was called at the time. I'm not sure what it is now. 
And he was from New Jersey. And I had not traveled much of the country at the time. So New Jersey seemed very exotic to me. And I thought, wow, New Jersey. And we became good friends because there was in the in the pesticide world there was four major companies. There was Spectricide, there was uh, Central Pet, there was Bayer, and then there was the the main the big dogs, Scotts. They have Roundup, they have all that. They they were the big dogs, and so a lot of us smaller companies would you know kind of team up to go against Scotts. And me and this guy Michael was his name. And we got along really well because he, I was doing comedy at the time and he was playing music. So we were really bonding over the fact that we were both artists in this kind of non-artistic world. Now, not to downgrade it because I still have friends that do the job and it was a great job for me for a long time. In fact, working for that company, I feel like really taught me a lot about the business side of comedy. So I'm very thankful to have had that, but... We, it's a very non-artistic kind of job and, oh, there was a Lamborghini rev up, a very non-artistic kind of job. And, you know, we kind of bonded over it and we would both be a little hungover most days. And we were trying to pick up chicks that worked in the lows, uh, mostly unsuccessfully. No, actually, I think he was married. He wasn't doing it. That was just me. But, um, so one day I was talking with him and I asked him about going to lunch. We were working at the North Charleston Home Depot. And he said, uh, I said, you ever been to the Waffle House? And he said, no. And I was like, what? I was like, we got to go, man. So we went to the Waffle House. We walk in. I say that because when you walk into the Waffle House, they'll say, you know, how you doing? And we're like, great. How are you? And then the lady goes, I'm tired and I could use a cigarette, but people keep coming in here. And I was like, I was like, well, don't let me stop you. Go ahead and get one if you want. And and she was like, she was fine. I mean, it was fun. We had a good time. But then we ate. He enjoyed it. And then after we ate, a roach popped up out of nowhere, was crawling on my chest. And then I swatted it, and it was landed on the table and ran across. And so it truly was the perfect Waffle House experience. And um, for people who might be listening, you know, in up north or out west who who don't know a lot about the Waffle House, uh, it gets a bad rap, but Waffle House is a 24-hour restaurant. They're open all the time, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year. Um, there's been shootings at the Waffle House. There's been fights. There's been robberies. There's been m- madness and chaos and it's known for having a lot of employees working there that are missing teeth and things like that, and just a rough bunch of characters. But, you know, there's also a lot of great people that work there. And, you know, missing a tooth uh, is not the end of the world. I mean, people are missing teeth all the time, and uh, I don't hate. And I've always loved the Waffle House. Story time with Dusty and Hannah. You know, when I used to drink all the time, Oh, man, I would hit up a Waffle House all the time at night. I've gotten Waffle House to go. I've eaten at Waffle House on Christmas Day, uh, on Thanksgiving. I When I used to work at Spectricide, they had in, in Charleston, they had Waffle Houses with a smoking section. So, you know, I would go in there and I would sit and I would have a coffee. I would write jokes and I would sit and smoke cigarettes and write jokes and just hang out in the Waffle House. Uh, me and my old boss, Stu Barber, uh, Stu Barber was my boss at Spectreside for a long time, and he was a former NFL player. And we would go in there. He smoked, and we would sit in the Waffle House. He would read the paper, and he would just smoke cigarettes, and we would just talk. And I've just always loved the Waffle House. Now, there's also the Huddle House. Now, the Huddle House, to me, is the same thing. Now, there's there's people who get really bent out of shape if you say something like that. They're like, oh, no, the Waffle House is way better. And it's like, to me, they're the same. They're, they're, they're branded differently, and they have a little bit of a different menu, but they're about the same. They're both 24 hours a day, all day, all the time. And my dad loves the Huddle House. My dad will go to a Huddle House. I mean, like, now that I eat healthier... I have to gear up when I go visit my dad because he'll want to go to the huddle house every day and my body just can't take it. It, 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 it doesn't do me right. 
And uh, and I also don't eat pork. And my dad will make fun of me for not eating bacon and and ham and sausage. And I used to go to a huddle house. And this is what I want to get into. I and then I want to read some people's comments. I want to read some of their experiences. And um, but I I when I lived on James Island and on Folly Beach outside of Charleston, South Carolina, I would work downtown. And then I would also go drink downtown. And I used to drink and drive all the time. I mean, I always say I'm not trying to brag about it. And then I go, I was good at it, but I'm not trying to brag. I really am not trying to brag about drinking and driving. But I used to do it all the time. I mean, constantly. Like, it it wasn't even a question in my head of how am I going to get to the bar or how am I going to get home. I'm, I'm just, yeah, I mean, I was like, yeah, I'm going to drive there. And then when I'm done, I'm going to get in the car and I'm going to drive home. It's not, I'm not condoning it. I'm just telling you what I did. And so I would drive, uh, you know, downtown or I'd get, I'd work. A lot of times we'd get off work at, you know, 1130 midnight. And then we would, you know, we'd have an hour and a half to see how drunk we could get. And I would drive home and then halfway home, there was two possible options. There was Taco Bell. You could go through the drive through get the Taco Bell, take it home. Or you could stop at the huddle house and eat and, you know, kind of sober up a bit before you made the rest of the way home. And that's what we would do a lot of times. Me and my friends, we'd go there. We'd go to the huddle house. And I was, I had gained a lot of weight. And I would order what they call the big house special, uh, the big house platter, which was, uh, you know, it would be, I don't know, toast, bacon, eggs, sausage, grits, hash browns, uh, biscuits and gravy, whatever you wanted. And I would eat that whole thing. And then my other friends at the table that didn't finish all their food, I would then proceed to eat the rest of their food. And then even at times, I've been known to walk over to other tables after people were done and I would eat like toast off their plates. I was so gross, uh, you know, but most of the time I was blacked out. So who knows what was happening? And, uh, and I went in there on two occasions. We, we knew the manager's name. We got to know the manager. And we would just get in there and we would yell and we would cuss. We got kicked out several times. My buddy got banned from the huddle house because um, we were just so annoying. But I went in there on Halloween. When, when I had a shorter haircut and I wore glasses, people used to say I look like Austin Powers all the time. And so one Halloween, I went in dressed as Austin Powers. And I was doing some of the the gags that he would do, like pushing the elevator and then going down. And it was a lot of fun. Everybody was having a real good time in there. And then one time I dressed as Jack Sparrow, you know, and I had I had long hair and I had a long I had to let my goatee get real long and I braided it up. And uh and I had some eyeliner around my eyes. And I went out this was I went out like two or three days before Halloween. And I was just on the town, right? I went out, I was like, I'm drinking rum. And I remember I was walking down the street and there was all these people coming the other direction. And I was having such a good time. I high-fived everybody all along the way. They were laughing. Everybody's having a good time. And then I went to this party. I just kept drinking. I'd been out drinking for so long. I got to this real blackout period where I was in and out of a blackout. And I would go, I would... Me and I, I had a friend named Eddie, and we would always say that you go to the dark side, you know, like like the drinking is going really well, and then you go into the dark side where you, you for some reason you're mad, you think everyone hates you, your eyes have glossed over, and uh, everything just seems bad. And I had gotten to that period, and I got into a fight with a couple of guys. I don't think physical, but a verbal altercation. And, uh, and then I, I left the party. I left the party sad, alone. And I, I was I ripped, I took out all the braids out of my goatee and I took off my bandana and I took off all my Jack Sparrow gear. And then I went to the huddle house alone and I was all mad and I was just eating, you know, and I was cooling down. I was starting to, you know, get better and feel better. And, you know, I, I had conversations with people in the huddle house and I, I was letting them know about all the BS and how people were treating me and what was going on out here. And then I got home 
and looked in the mirror and realized that I still had all the like black eyeliner all around my eyes. Oh, so I must have looked like such a mess. I was just like, uh, just, I, I used to, I had, I, I've been doing comedy off and on forever. I did my first gig in like 2004, but I did, you know, maybe 10 shows from 2004 to 2008, maybe 10. Um, you know, I quit for a couple of years somewhere along the way, but I always carried a notebook because I was always writing down ideas. And when I would get real drunk, I would write and get and go be in the dark side. I would write down my thoughts <laughs> and there I still have some of them. There is some embarrassing things that I would say. I would talk about the people that I didn't like and how I wasn't going to talk to them anymore. And the, you know, and so, um, the huddle house on James Island saw me in a lot of weird situations. And so, but I mean, I've had, you know, I've, I, the Waffle House has been a part of my life for a long time. When I, when I st- first started working the road, the Waffle House was a pretty decent place to stop and get food because you could get something quick and it seemed like decent food. Oh, there's the cool Lamborghinis. It seemed like decent food, right? But the, the, the older I get, the more I can't handle it. I, I couldn't tell you when the last time I've been to a Waffle House was. And, um, uh, so I'd like to read just a few of the comments here. Uh, let's see what I can find. Um, here's a few. Before, or this is coming from David Dial. Before ordering anything, the waitress says, well, you just missed Chet. He's our cook and people drive five miles in the rain to eat his steak. But he ain't here no more today. <laughs> and, uh, all right. Uh, Susan Lloyd, we have a family tradition. Every Christmas Eve, we go to Waffle House. It's the only place open after Christmas Eve service, church. Plus, the employees are usually in great spirits. Oh, and we play Waffle House Christmas on the jukebox. Um, let's see. Um... Matt Thompson says, I got cussed out by some random dude for waving to his mom. At least I hope it was his mom when I was with my youth group. So he got cussed out. My waitress, uh, Slick Reynolds, my waitress had this goiter-sized mole on her face, dark brown, and it had hair sprouting out of it like pens on a pin cushion. I had steak and eggs. So I don't know. I'm just reading some of these for the first time. Um, uh, someone says that they, uh, Tyler says, similar to your story, went in with my cousin, sat at the bar. The waiter asked if either one of us had a cigarette so he could go smoke. Uh, Don DePetta says, overheard my waitress at the counter tell another patron she was off men since her ex-husband shot her last anniversary. <laughs> Chad Ryden, uh, dude came in not to order food, but to find his tooth, which had been knocked out the previous night. Couldn't find it anywhere. I'm actually glad that he couldn't find it. If it was the previous night, at least maybe they swept. Um, we had a Waffle House near our place in, in, in Nashville, and uh, my wife's Dad came down and he was staying at uh, a hotel right near the Waffle House. And we went to pick him up one morning and there was all these cops out there. And we asked them at the front desk what happened. They said there was a murder at the Waffle House. So we called that the murder Waffle House for a while. But then, you know, then we had the big shooting in Nashville at a Waffle House. So it lost its title. Uh, Jeremy Helwig Went into a Waffle House near UMSL drunk in 2006. Had 12 quarters in my pocket. Picked Honky Tonk Badonkadonk 12 times on the jukebox because the title is funny. 
During our meal, it seems like they don't play songs if you pick duplicates. Then as we leave, it plays it the first time. So I'm guessing he left and it played 12 more times. Not a bad song, though. Waitress told George Brown, waitress told me that chocolate pie was better than sex. It wasn't. Garth Vooter. I went to Waffle House on acid and a homeless Asian Elvis impersonator came in singing and dancing for change and a fist fight broke out in the booth next to me. Johnny Stars, Waffle House in OKC off of South MLK. You can sit and eat your breakfast while watching hookers turn tricks behind the dumpster. So if you're in Oklahoma City, that's something to, that's something to think about. <laughs> Laura Peak uh, went up and asked for a fork, and the waitress sifted through the silverware drawer held up several and said, damn, got to find you a clean one. (laughs) Uh, That makes me laugh. All right, let's see. I'm going to, I'm going to go through here. I'm going to, here's a guy, Chad, best response from a Waffle House waitress. How are you? Um, oh, 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 oh. Best response from a Waffle House waitress to how are you I ever heard was, I was great this time last year, but now I'm dying and on drugs. A member of our party answers, aren't we all? And that has to be the most Waffle House experience I've ever had. Um... Uh, those uh, Lamborghinis are really getting at it out there. This person, Logger and Gospel, says, I usually order the hash browns all the way. All the way. My wife told me last week that on one of our first dates, she got really grossed out about me doing so and almost didn't date me again over it. And someone replied to this, and they said the same thing, but uh, I love that one of his first dates with his wife was at the Waffle House. Okay, so there's so many to read. I asked the wa- uh, happy Halloween. I asked the waitress if I could order hash browns and gravy, and she said you could, but I wouldn't. I, uh, Caitlin Andrews asked our waitress how she was doing, and she responded, "Ooh, I've been nauseous all day." <laughs> Uh, uh, Ron Goldman, the most Waffle House experience I've ever had. Tillman's Corner, Alabama, 2003. The waitress had a glass of water she kept sipping from, and every time she sipped it, she'd say, that's just my moonshine. Gotta have my moonshine medicine. Um, let's see. In cup, uh, Mikey Coburn. In Covington, Louisiana, an old man in a booth opposite us was eating a salad. In between bites, he put down his fork, picked up his voice box, put it to his throat, and said, This is really good. Uh, Let's see. uh, Lisa Gruba, my 16-year-old, jeez with the Lamborghini stuff out here. What's going on, guys? We get it. There's so many out here. Now, there's so many people out here looking at these cars. There's, now there's alarms going off. Oh, that's not a Lamborghini. That looks like a... I don't know. It looks like some car I can't afford and have never seen, but I wish it would drive on off. I'm about done with it. I don't understand how that sounds good. It doesn't even sound good. This guy needs to come down to Alabama and see a truck. Well, I bet they got him here in Texas. He needs to get around a truck. All right, so uh, here we go. Uh, Jeez, dude. Lisa Gruba, 
My 16-year-old and five other kids went to Waffle House after Christmas Eve midnight mass. Waffle House refused to serve them because they all wanted to squeeze in the same booth. Not allowed. They were in suits and dresses and had been regulars. I don't understand that. I I I, I don't. I just. I don't. I don't know. Maybe they were just being maniacs because I've never seen the Waffle House really turn down people. I did, however, once in North Charleston when I first moved to Nash, uh, Charleston. Me and my buddy had went out to this bar. I forget what it was called. It was a giant bar, like the Plex. That's what it was called. Giant bar, and I got pretty wasted. And uh, I was dancing. I was doing some stuff in the in the Plex that my buddy did not approve of. And, and uh, so we go to the Waffle House. We get into an argument. I yell at him, and he leaves me. I have the car, but he uh, I'm so drunk. I have the car, and he leaves me there. And then he he calls a cab, and then I start yelling at other people, and they kick me out. They get me a to-go box and tell me I got to leave. So I have been kicked out several times. Um uh, in Birmingham, uh, Hugh frees us. In Birmingham, uh, they had to shut down one of the Waffle Houses because a car ran into it and completely destroyed it. Well, that'll do it. That'll shut down a place. Uh, I'm trying to use Instagram on a computer, and that is not that does not work well. Senior year in college. This is funny, Sarah Shipley. Senior year of college, we drove from New York to Panama City Beach, Florida. All right, PCB. We made a late night stop along the way. An older dude waltzed in wearing very cut off jorts. His his ass cheeks were subpar, but his bare balls were showstoppers. I can't tell you what I ate that night, but I will never forget that old dude's balls were hanging around at the Waffle House. At some point, they touched the seat cushion that someone else inevitably also touched, and nobody blinked an eye at this spectacle. Yeah, it's wild in there. When I was, uh, this is lobstrologist. When I was growing up, my dad took me to Waffle House on Sunday mornings. There was one table nobody was allowed to sit in because that's, quote, that sleepy spot. This man came in there every day, sat in that spot, and battled narcolepsy while trying to eat scattered, covered, and smothered. And read the paper. He apparent he he'd apparently be in there for hours every day. Uh, <laughs> Nick Smith films. Oh, Nick Smith. He said, "When I asked for all the meats, the waitress said, ooh, that'll cost you.' <laughs> and then tried to sell me on a pyramid scheme. <laughs> she knew you had some money, Nick. Uh, it's me, Joan John Allison. It's me, John Allison. I was in a white a Waffle House in Lynchburg, Virginia. We asked the waitress how she's doing. She says, you should have been here last night. One of the other waitresses brought her monkey in. Uh, <laughs> uh, that's fun. Uh, let's see. Yeah, there's so many. I'm not going to be able to get to all these. But if you want a good read, go in here onto my Facebook. And then that was off Instagram, at Dusty Slay. And then I have some, you know, on Facebook um, and then Twitter, at Dusty Slay. Andy Ryder says... The time my friends and I realized after an hour and a half of eating and talking that we were the only ones there, the phone started ringing and kept ringing for almost 10 minutes. Finally, a waitress walked back in, apologized because the entire, and the entire staff had gone out behind the dumpster to smoke. Yeah, that's about right. Uh, let's see, uh, Tyler Walsh, at a breakfast at a Waffle House outside the Denver, outside of Denver, our waitress was singing Whiskey Lullaby along with the jukebox while she was cleaning the booth next to us. It was a euphoric morning that I will always cherish. Uh, Matt Cannon, I asked them to make my hash browns with love 
and when they were brought to my table, they were in the shape of a heart. Oh, that's sweet, Matt Cannon. Brian Scott, Muscle Shows, Alabama, 1.45 a.m., entire restaurant full of bikers, truckers, comics, and employees all singing along to Purple Rain. That's a good time. A good drunk moment in there is great. Oh, yeah, Jessica Click. I like this one because this is what they do every time. So every time I've ordered uh, hash browns this way, this is how they've come. But I think it's funny. Uh, She says, I ordered cheesy grits one time, and they gave me grits with a slice of American cheese on top. Yeah, I mean, that's how they do it there. Andrew Owsley. My mom managed a Waffle House for a while when I was in high school. We prank called her store one time, and she answered. My friend went on a spill about how he had grits there, and it had given him the worst shits of his life. All she said was, yeah, those will do that to you, and hung up. (laughs) Yeah, I love it. I mean, that's what's great about a Waffle House. It's classic Waffle House. Like, people that don't work there or don't have many ex- much experience, they love to just make fun of Waffle House. But I'm like, Waffle House people, I mean, they know what's going on. I mean, they're not in there, you know, they're, they're in there working a job. These people are, uh, you know, they're, they're, they're real people and they're working a real job. And, uh, they just, uh, you know, they get, you know, they get tired of the BS. Michael Bakos. Oh, I used to work with Michael. Working third shift, go to Waffle House because it was the only thing open at 3 a.m. Watching the drunk in the corner passing out and face falling into his grits. The police were watching too, and they arrested him after the face in the grits. Oh, that's too bad. I gotta, I hate that. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I love this. I mean, this has been the, this has been the best. I mean, I love, people sharing these things and if you have uh you know a waffle house experience that you haven't shared please go on here to one of these and share share these there's so many to read uh terry tice bird not long ago we walked in around midnight to a cook who was super pissed at the servers they were cussing arguing and she said she was shutting the grill down We didn't know whether to leave or stay. After they all went into the back room to hash it out, one of the servers came back, told us she'd take our order. There was tension and grease in the air. But we got our food. Oh, and of course, there was a random, dirty, old, weird guy sitting right outside the door. You know, the kind you try not to make eye contact with. It was everything I expected and more. Also, my husband went years ago and outside smoking was a young woman, very pregnant, She was barefoot, and he said her feet were dirty and her jeans were torn up and dirty at the bottom like they were too long and had been walked on on the hem. Anyway, she followed him inside and went behind the counter. She was the cook. Classic. Uh, Lori Denise, the time my waitress asked me if my 12-year-old daughter and I were on the same check. I don't know if you hear these cars out there, but it's like... It's been a rough day to try to get this uh, get this podcast going, but wow! I mean, I've had a good time reading this. I really enjoy this. I'm going to do a couple more. I mean, this is fun to me. I watched a coworker. This is Chad Vance. I watched a coworker go into Waffle House, put several dollars in the jukebox, selected the Waffle House theme song to play on repeat for an hour. Sorry. Uh, and then just left. Hilarious. Was such a regular at one point. We spent New Year's Eve there, and the cook even poured us all champagne at midnight. Uh, wrecked my car on the interstate late at night in the middle of nowhere, Georgia. The only thing walking distance was a Waffle House. They let us sleep in the booth, booths and wait till morning. Woke up, and someone had put $20 on our table. Amazing. Wow, those are great. Yeah, I mean, we used to go in there. We used to go in there and play annoying songs. I don't know what we would play, but I think that's just a theme. People love to do that. A jukebox, just play some weird, annoying song. I mean, man, I've spent... I mean, like, I love a diner that's just open like that. Me and my friend Chris Clearman, we used to... uh, There was a place uh, outside of Alabama, well, in Alabama, but outside of Opelika called Perlis Truck Stop, and we would drive up there. We It would be... Chris would do it. We'd be drunk. He would make the drive... And we would go up there and eat, 
it's it's basically a waffle house but it was just a cooler vibe and and, and i enjoyed it i mean I, I really like those things i mean those things are great um amy martin the cook once asked if we could watch the grill and he literally ran across the street to a gas station and ran back with a carton of cigarettes yeah love it i love it yeah i mean there's so many good stories i mean i appreciate everyone who shared these and like I say, if you have another, please share it. I mean, there's a lot of good ones on Instagram too, but it's just too much. Uh, I don't know. It's hard for me to read that on my desktop here. and My phone sucks me in. I get lost into it. But let's see what I got. I got some other stuff here. So go on there, check that out. And also, I don't know if I said this already, but on my YouTube, I have a, a new video. Uh, it's It's gotten very low amount of views. It's been one of the lowest viewed videos I've put out in a while, but it's the best one. It's so good. The quality is so good. I don't understand. I think I put it out on a wrong day. I put it out on Friday instead of putting it out on Monday because I thought that, you know, going into the weekend, people would view things more, but apparently not. Apparently I was wrong about that, but... um Man, I love a Waffle House. I love a Huddle House. I love just that vibe. You know, that's something that you lose in these corporate... I, I know that Waffle House is a corporate chain, but it's something that you lose in these, you know, nicer establishments or even pretend hipster-type places. You, you kind of lose the real charm because at a Waffle House, it's real people that work there. I've had friends that work there. I mean, it's not... Uh, you know, there ain't no shame in working at a Waffle House. Uh, you know, my, uh, I had some, some in-laws that worked at a, uh, not my wife's family, but my sister's husband's family, kind of family. They worked at a huddle house. I mean, there ain't no shame in it. And, uh, you know, I wouldn't want to do it. I think it's a very hard job, but it's also pretty impressive what they do. Cause if you've ever been into a waffle house, they will take your order and they'll write it down on a pad and then they go and they stand in the kitchen on a line and they ask the cook if they're ready and then he'll say yeah and then they'll just read off the whole order but the way they order they they yell it out is like some kind of waffle house code and the cook doesn't write anything down he has no tickets and he just starts making it and no matter how busy it is and my food is almost always right like sometimes it's wrong but it's uh almost always so right that it's amazing it's very accurate. I love what they do. I'll tell you what, if you go to the Huddle House, I like a patty melt in the Huddle House. Like a patty melt, some hash browns with a little bit of Heinz 57 sauce. Just dip the uh, patty melt in there and eat it, and uh, it's great. I mean, don't look at the meat. Just eat it. And uh, the hash browns are amazing. It's just such a great establishment. All right, so... Where I've been. Where we've been, where we're going. Where they going. Where they been. Where they going. Where, where they been. Where we're going, where we've been. Last week, I went to Columbia, South Carolina to the Cola Comedy Con put on by my friend John Gibson. It was uh, a really great time there. He put on a great show at the New Brooklyn Tavern. I appreciated him having me. It was great. Um, just, I enjoyed it. I got to see a lot of old friends that I haven't seen in a while. I got to meet some new people. Uh, I, I appreciated him having me and booking me on that. I was happy I could be a part. And then that night, I left. I drove from Nashville to Columbia like seven hours. I did a show. And then left that night and drove to Raleigh, which was another four hours. I got in around 4 a.m. I was in bed at 5 a.m. I had to wake up the next morning at 8 a.m. to go and do radio or do TV. I do, did two TV spots. And then I came back and tried to sleep. But, you know, it's hard to fall back asleep. Uh, but then I went and did comedy. And the Raleigh Improv is, is a new, really new comedy club. I was the second performer at that club. And, uh, and I, I loved it. I mean, it was just amazing. 
the, the crowds were great. They came out. They were ready to laugh. We just had such a fun time. Tyler Wood uh, was my feature. And um, and then, uh, dang it, my, uh, my host was, uh, uh, what's happening to me? I'm going to look it up right now. I don't know why I can't remember it, but he's very funny. I've worked with him several times. Jeremy Alder, Alder, Jeremy Alder. Yeah, I've worked with him last time when I was at Good Nights. He hosted for me and uh, nice guy, both very funny, great. Got to hang with Larry Weaver and the whole club was good. I got to see a lot of old friends in Columbia as well as Raleigh. Um, Mike Reed, who was a friend of mine uh, in Charleston, came out to see me in Columbia and uh, my friend Angel, she came and so many other people. And then uh, I got to see uh, my friend Shelly, Baysmore uh, came out to see me in Raleigh, and me and Shelly went to high school together, so that was nice. I haven't seen her in a long time. Actually, the last time I saw her, I did a gig in uh, Cary, North Carolina, which is actually where the Raleigh Improv is located, and it was a theater, the Cary Theater. It was really fun, but it was um, an older crowd, and I did not do as well. Like It was more uh, kind of mediocre laugh, so it was nice that she could come back and see me there, and then now I'm in Houston at the improv here and I've done five shows here and I'm, I'm loving it. Uh, Thursday I got here and we had a very low turnout. Like it was, you know, the Astros are in the playoffs and I was like, Oh no, this weekend's going to be a struggle. There was a very low turnout, but the people who were there were there to see me and they had a, we had a great time. I really loved doing that show. And then Friday rolls around, and both of those shows are pretty packed. We got good turnouts. They were awesome shows. And then last night, the first show was great, but the second show was packed. I mean, that they really brought them in, and, and I just loved it. I got to meet a lot new a lot of new people. I got I got to see some people that have been to see me before in the past. Um, I did morning TV here, and I said, I advertised myself. I said, you know, it's a relatively clean show. I said, this is the type of show you can bring your aunt to and not be embarrassed. And that's true. That's what I'm, that's how I'm going to start branding myself because I want people to know you can come see my comedy show, and it's not so clean that it's not good. Not that clean comedy is not good. I don't mean that, but I mean, it's not cheesy. I have good comedy, but it's also not filthy, right? So you can bring relatives and, and people like that that normally you couldn't bring. You can bring them to my show and we'll have a good time. And these two grandmothers came up to me and they said that the reason they came is because I said that. And they said they really had a good time. I had people who came uh, to see me that were at my live taping of the Tonight Show uh, in New York. They were there. I had uh, two separate people come up and say they saw me at the Grand Old Opry. One couple said they saw me at the Grand Old Opry, and then they saw me in Rochester, New York, and now they've moved to Houston and came to see me here. So I thought that was pretty neat, pretty amazing. Uh, I don't know why I said the word neat, but I did, and I have one more show tonight in Houston. And then where I'm going is tomorrow I'm off to Wichita, Kansas, and I'm going to do the Looney Bin, which I haven't been there in a long time. I'm very excited about that. I'll do the Wichita Looney Bin on Monday. And then I'll do uh, Monday, let's see, what's the date? Monday, October 14th. And then I'm going to go to Fort Hayes, Kansas. Actually, it's Hayes, Kansas, Fort Hayes University. I'm going to do a college there on Tuesday. And then Wednesday, I'll fly to L.A. And Thursday, I'll be on Lights Out with David Spade, the TV show on Comedy Central. And then on Friday, I fly to Edmonton, Alberta, Canada, where I'll be in the Edmonton Comedy Festival. And I'm hoping to get another podcast in. This is going to be a quick turnaround. I'm going to do two back-to-back, I think. But um, so, yeah, so I, I don't know. I mean, I, I've been trying to be really consistent with this, but viewership, it doesn't seem like it makes any sense that it doesn't seem to... Uh, improve the viewership that I'm more consistent versus not being consistent. So I'm just going to kind of do the podcast. However, uh, I'm going to try to get one out weekly, but I may do more than once a week and I may do less depending on what I have to talk about. But sometimes I just don't have anything to talk about. And then I'm just on here talking, you know, and, and I don't, I don't even know what I'm, what I'm talking about. And, um, but it's been really good. 
Um, I mean, the road can beat you up, and it's been beating me up sometimes. And um, I, uh, I was just reading some old notes last night, and some of this stuff is really funny. I, uh, I like church. I'm never, a, never a church hater. But I, I was just think I read this note that I had last night. Never a church hater, but. And and I don't even hate on this church. I went to this church for a long time, and I I really liked it. I, and I I still like I still have friends from that church. But I said uh, I, I I wrote this note down. I said I'm not a member of this church. I haven't I I am a member of a church, just not this particular one. And I haven't been to that church in a long time, but I still get mail from them like once a year, and they send me a box of envelopes for me to send them money. And I just think that's so funny. They only send me mail once a year, and it is uh, envelopes for me to send money. Now, I don't think the church is greedy. I'm just saying. And then uh, I got a call from them one time after not attending for nearly nine months. And I was very surprised that they had called. And I was like, I was like, yes, this is Dusty. And I was ready to explain where I had been. I was, I was like ready to defend myself. And, uh, I said I hadn't, and, and, and they just asked, they said, they asked if I would like to be in the yearbook. And I said, well, I hadn't been attending for quite some time. And they asked if I would like to be in the yearbook. And I thought they have some, I said, I wrote this down. I said, I thought they have some more nerve to call me and not check on me, but to call and ask to put me in the yearbook. Uh, and I don't know, uh. And then they said, "They said, okay, all right. So this is where it really turns around. This shows my own hypocrisy, right? They said, if you want to come, it will be next Sunday. And I'm thinking, yeah, right. And then they said, and there will also be food. And I'm like, food? Well, matter of fact, I would like to be in that yearbook. <laughs> you know what I mean? Okay, that's dumb. But we're having a good time. And uh, like I say, one more show tonight at the Houston Improv. I'm going to try to get this thing pumped out right now. Uh, I got to get to that show soon. I'm recording this. It's about 6 p.m. Nobody's going to hear this by the time to know I'll be at that the improv tonight, but it's fun. I hope the Lamborghini noises haven't been too much to deal with. I do appreciate you, you tuning in here with me, and uh, thanks a lot. Hannah's doing great. She's working. She's loving her new job, and uh, so she says hello. And uh, thank you very much, and we're having a good time.